Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. In September 2022, South Africans were confronted with the horrific footage of a massive coal tipper truck slamming into a bucky carrying 18 school children. None of them survived. It wasn't long before politicians condemned the accident, making big promises to devastated nearby communities. But as Masakegana finds out, government has known about the dangers of coal trucks on the N2 and surrounds for quite some time. So why did it take the death of 18 children to get authorities to act? We wanted answers. Pongola was once a quiet bushveld town. Not anymore. Coal trucks raced through it to the port in Richards Bay. Leaving death and destruction in their wake. Locals tried to warn those in charge, but no one was listening. Jablan Hansen is a community leader in Pongola. An industrial engineer with his own business making window frames, he cares about what happens in this northern KZN town. In 2019, he sent his first tweet to Transport Minister Fili Mbalula. It was a warning and a cry for help. There are no robots to control the traffic, and it is only a matter of time before a huge accident that will take many lives happen. And did you get a response? No, I didn't. But we've got a Minister of Transport who's all over Twitter. He's always tweeting. Uh, well, that's what I thought. At least give me something, you know, mm. to show that I hear you, man, you are busy tweeting here, but nothing happened. 18 months later, Jabu's worst fears were realized and locals were unprepared for what was about to hit them on the N2. At the beginning of this year, Russia invaded Ukraine that left Europe with an energy crisis and coal in huge demand. Prices soared and miners in Bumalanga cashed in. Now, towns along the N2 from Bitratif to Richards Bay find themselves in a different battle. Coal trucks versus people. When you drive down the road and these trucks are just driving at you, it almost feels like your life is not in your own hands anymore. Adrian Channing Pierce's farm is bisected by the N2. Like Jabu, this Pongola farmer is taking up the fight against the deadly coal run. Using technology, his cameras record truck transgressions. What we're seeing with a lot of these accidents that's caused by slipstreaming or tailgating, obviously the drivers are being penalized or paid bonuses on fuel consumption. So if they all sit behind each other in a long train, if you're just a normal motorist and you want to overtake this train, sometimes you might have to overtake eight or nine. In the event of or someone at the front or someone in the middle of this, this train, they hit their brakes, lose control, and swerve into the oncoming traffic. (laughs) 
for most of the year, an average of one coal truck every 30 seconds would race past his farm. But as the trucks increased, law enforcement, says Adrian, virtually disappeared. And like others in the town, he suspects sinister interests may be at play. What's happening on the rail and the ports, when it's just too coincidental that all these trucks arrive on the road and all the law enforcement leaves the road. And it literally both happened overnight. In June this year, just down the road from his farm, Adrian and local businessman Albert Brink arrived at an accident scene soon after it happened. Both men are still scarred by what they witnessed. Like downtown Mogadishu or something with a bomb going off. There was literally bits of body and vehicles lying all over the road. It was horrendous. A coal truck had swerved into the oncoming traffic and had a group of friends and family traveling in two separate buckies. The Ford Ranger, basically down the end, lying on its side. Two teenage male occupants survived. But the right side passengers were all deceased, but it literally looked like you took a grind or a, or a chainsaw and cut the vehicle open. It was horrendous. Now you can see how narrow this road is. Yeah. It's not safe, actually. It's not safe at all. I mean, where are you going to go? There's not even enough space here. This is not a yellow lane no. for a car. No, it's not. That truck is going to hit you. There's no other way. Four people died here. One of them was Nico von Follensteer, and Albert had to tell his father his son had died. I wouldn't like that phone call from a stranger to say that my wife or my family wasn't was in an accident and there's nothing left of them. What happened following that accident? Did you see more law enforcement? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. There was no improvement from, from local government side. By August this year, Jabu Hansen had not yet given up and visited the KZN Department of Transport, but he was fobbed off. Unfortunately, I was told that M2 is Sandral's responsibility. And I was very disappointed. So then you resorted to going back to Twitter? To Minister Mbalula again. Uh, this was uh, on the 26th of August. Trucks are killing us on the Pongola on two. No traffic cops manning this route, except local traffic cops when trucks get to town. We request your agent intervention. And he attached three videos to the tweet. And they still didn't respond to those visuals that you were posting, the tweets. No, they didn't. Exactly three weeks after Jabu sent his tweet to the minister, 18 children were coming back from school on a bucky. It was hardly ideal, but the only means of transport. All the children and two adults were instantly killed. Adrian took us through what happened. The truck came all the way down that hill uh, on the wrong side of the road. Double barrier lines the whole way down. When he came around the corner, first of all, he narrowly missed a car. It then pushed the bucky straight through the taxi loading zone. The whole way, 
we had strewn bodies literally from that loading zone right to here where there were more bodies parked in underneath the truck. It was a, a catastrophic collision. There's no other words for it. Three little children were among the dead, lost in an instant to their mother, Nontlandla, and grandfather, Enoch Njangasi. When I got there, it was all sadness. The children were all over the ground. They were covered. I was not able to see them immediately. But I saw the shoes of my boy. Those were Timbalichle's shoes. I thought maybe he would be going to hospital. He was one of the children on the ground. I was confused. And we, were not and we were not allowed to see them until the people who took photographs arrived. There are no forensic services in Pongola, so the family were forced to wait at the gruesome scene for hours. Some of the other children were still under the truck. They were waiting for vehicles that were going to pick up the truck so that those kids can be taken from under the truck. I lost my mind, and I was confused as to whether they were dead or they would come back. I saw it. They had covered them on the road. Those who saw them told me that these were people. This was a decapitated head. This is a brain lying over here. I was traumatized. Later, Enoch watched this video. How did this happen? Even when I look at the video, it's as if I'm dreaming. Was the driver a person or a ghost? Didn't he see the van coming? Because it's as if he wasn't seeing anything in front of him. He was driving at a high speed and bulldozing everything on the road. the transport minister was finally paying attention and flew rather than drove into KZN. Now the politicians come here with their entourages, but it was too late. It was too late because uh, a lot of us feel that this could have been prevented. Politicians fell over themselves to get to the crash site. Suddenly, Pongola was swarming with police and traffic officers. If we had that kind of police presence on the end to on a daily basis, then to see them going all out just for one man, you know, that was just a bitter pill to swallow. Blue light everywhere, and suddenly for two or three days, we have a massive traffic police presence, and then suddenly it's gone again. Mbalula promised action. We are faced with serious challenges in relation to law enforcement. But why wait for a tragedy? Municipal manager Mdonjani Kali would have some answers. What is the plan of action? Beef up by manpower to get more traffic officers to be visible every time on the road. As you're planning, as you're budgeting, people are dying on this road. Yeah, people are dying on the road. What I'm saying to you is that it's not just a matter of planning and do it now. 
because there are costs involved. The only thing that uh, uh, gives you a go ahead is your budget. He has also met with Pongola community and they want to see concrete action plans. We're not allowing these coal trucks to move in for now, up until we had a plan. As the families buried their loved ones, the coal trucks were banned from the N2 immediately following the accident. They were diverted from Petritif onto the R34 and R66. But where the trucks went, the accidents followed and horrific scenes of further carnage went viral on social media. Uh, the truck was driving along R34. Only three days after the horror school crash, this accident happened near Ulundi. Another accident again on the same place. Rescuers were still busy cleaning up the first and second accidents when, incredibly, a third accident happened. I saw five there are five trucks again on the same place. So we are starting again. Here there is no time for rest. Nine vehicles, nine trucks. One day, one single spot, all in an accident. And that was just the beginning. Albert has been trying to keep track of the coal truck accidents on this diversion route. And he has counted 37 coal truck accidents in just 22 days on the R34 and R66, with no truck accidents on the N2 at Pongola since the coal trucks were diverted. As the families still mourn the departed, the driver that killed the children remains in custody. The coal truckers are impatient to drive the N2 once more, but Pongola residents insist on visible and meaningful change first. The transport minister has made promises to improve the rail network just as Transnet goes on strike. So the battle between trucks and people is far from over. Masa Kekana takes you behind this story as you reflect on the devastation, the lack of law enforcement and lacklustre response from government. Find the link to that conversation in today's episode description. Find Car Blanche the podcast with new episodes uploaded weekdays on all major podcast platforms. Unique stories, unique perspectives, wherever you go.